You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. The hush falls over the assembly. A sense of anticipation of the fighting to come, of the carnage that they must undergo to achieve their objective. And it weighs heavily on them as they wait for the signal to begin, cramped together side by side, wondering if they'll make it, if they alone amongst their fellows will reach the end. In the darkness, the plaintive sound of a harmonica is heard, and a cry of, Stop that at once! rings out. These people do not see themselves as heroes. They do not feel brave, but they remember their forebears who waited in the dark, ready to storm a beach to try and win freedom for many. They will never forget the sacrifices that were made so many years ago, in order to create a world where people could grow up and become what they wanted to be, even space pilots. Some of this spirit must surely remain, and they look up, reinvigorated, backs straightening, joysticks adjusted, refreshing beverages refilled, as they wait for the whistle. This surely will be the biggest load of balls ever, they muse, as they gaze around the skies of Bento, and the leader gives the signal. Our mics are live. Good evening, truckers everywhere. This is Hutton Orbital Live, and we're ready and raring to go. That is, except those who are busy loading their balls ready for Saturday's big night. I'm Rudolf Hucker. I'm Harry Balzac. Somehow, an appropriate name for this weekend. I'm Norma Snockers. I'm long-suffering loose knockers. I'm Willie B. Hardigan. And these are the headlines. Passing out at Hutton that doesn't involve gin? Will wonders never cease? Pilots fight over baubles as teabagging commences. Has anyone seen our truckers? Top trucker Buck ducks out with Italianate, Pirate, Magnate. Silly bleeder speeder, as little breaker, breaker of little, two two. Atrus 5060 gives us all the news on Desperate Dan. All the latest intel from Hackswing. All the best guesses from Lou. All the initiative from Norma. And in a first, a second apology. First tonight, in a passing out parade attended by the entire Hutton administrative team wearing their number ones, Alvin DeFear, our fluffy patron and figurehead, anointed the latest graduate from the Hutton Hearing Dog Academy. Cookie, longtime trainee 0G Momus Bog Spaniel, had earned a scholarship paid for by the Hutton Truckers and has completed the rigorous training regime. 
Now fully qualified, Cookie will be adopting a system in need and providing all the care and assistance that only a Hutton-trained, or at least sponsored, Spaniel can provide. Here at Hutton, we are delighted that our particular style will be passed on to those in need. There was a minor incident as the presiding graduation officer forgot the ceremonial chew toy, but one of Commander Psychocow's flight suit boots was donated to the cause and proudly, and with permission, given a good savaging. With the pending naming of a new arrival to the trainee team here at Hutton, we're excited to meet our newest team member though we understand that due to gestational timescales, plus finding a suitable parent or parents, we may have a hiatus until Hutton's 100% more fluffy puppy. Of course, Alvin will be more than able to deliver his fluffy belly for rubs in the meantime. Zero seven, cookie and for the mug. Balls and all is this week's rallying cry. Yes, commanders from across the galaxy and using all three proprietary flight systems have been descending on Bento to collect the summer balls ready for the Gawin Dance dust, Dusty Bento Ball Ball. Cutters, pythons, anacondas and a wealth of cobras have been making their way to the station and 18 balls at a time, trying to stuff their holds to the brim with a load that makes the ball pit at the local soft play centre look wholly inadequate. There has been fighting over who gets the best balls, the shiniest ones have been polished with an inch of their lives and plenty of shenanigans, with piles of them being used as, as a hall of mirrors. A number of commanders have had to report to Nurse Wyeth, who has taken up station on the station, with reports of someone bringing a strobe light and dazzling everyone within a hundred metres of the radius of the pile, as if seeing all the stars on the route isn't enough without the little blue dots in your vision for weeks afterward. There are rumours of a coalition between the dastardly SDC, Sapcor and some bloke called Tom to try and grab our balls. Will Hutton be stopped by these threats? Never. We will make the delivery like the good truckers we are. Of course, what do we say? For the mug, terms and conditions apply. You may not end up at the end of the convoy in the same ship you started in. Alvin accepts no responsibility for your NPC crew member rage quitting due to danger. Any illegal actions may make it harder for you to deliver your balls. Do not inhale the dance dust. Not unless you're wearing flares and have the buttons of your shirt undone. Stars are dangerous. Don't hit them. Make sure you know how long three minutes are. Getting lost is not an option. You could opt out at any time by responding with the message, I'm a trucker, get me out of here. A missing persons report has been filled with this very orbital in the last few days, in fact a brace of them. In a worrying turn, certain well-known members of the community have failed to appear for their weekly briefing and, without notice, have vanished off the face of space. First, Commander Buck Naked, spokesperson for Lake and Spaceways, was last seen picking up a delivery of thousand-year-old sake in his Type 9 and setting off for a party that someone told him about in a bar. His ship transponder, either through technical fault, which we can't believe, being a super-duper Laken and then never go wrong, no sorry. Nefarious deeds, we wonder if he's been seeing funny lights in his dreams, like that chap on Galnet, or some form of temporary space herbitry, which in his case is not that unlikely. 
We fully anticipate that next time we see Mr. Naked, he may well be proving that nominative determinism is actually a thing and not only thing covering his dignity might be a mighty beard. Second on our missing persons list is the unique freezing paint job of the space cow himself, flown by Commander Psycho Cow. Last seen earlier today loading up for the convoy, his comms beacon has been switched off and his mellifluous, though rather unintelligible Glaswegian tones have fallen silent. We are a little worried as he's supposed to be at the head of the convoy on Saturday night, but we've prepared an inflatable stand-in. Or we will do once we find the industrial air pump and puncture repair kit. Yes, someone tried inflating the cow blimp inside the docking bay and there are sharp pointy bits everywhere, leading to the escape of gas alongside a rather rude rude noise that could be heard as far away as George's pants. If anyone sees the missing hut knights, can someone put them in a passing beluga, give them a quick shower and a bite to eat, and point them in the direction of Hutton Space? Breaking news about our Mr. Naked. We have an update. Book Naked has flown the coop and flown the Atlantic to visit Rome, where we have had reports of sightings of the dastardly Don Antonacci who may have travelled up country from his ancestral Sicily. We suspect that since the Don had said that everything is on the table when it comes to ship trading, that Buck may be having secret talks regarding a new luxury pirate vessel with furry handcuffs for the prisoners, or the crew, depending on preference, scream-deadening carpets in all the corridors, infinity pool in the crew lounge, gold-plated skull and crossbones bobblehead free in every cabin. We'll bring you news as we get it. Meanwhile, it appears that Book has been adding to his historic encounter by taking advantage of his historical location. We have gained access to some exclusive photos that show Book examining the male statues with a smug grin on his face and have heard unconfirmed rumours of him wearing his famous ECM suit laying down in the public parks and shouting see that's how you do a fountain before asking passers-by if they want to see his baby elephant impression here is an incident report read on behalf of the stand-in apology officer sorry hutton orbital truckers cooperative incident report form location between 500 metres and 0 metres from Pad 3, Hutton Orbital. Date of incident, 5th of June, 3305. Reporting officer, Commander Litho 2. Circulate to his fluffiness Alvin Defia and progenitor Lael Wolf. Type of incident, station damage, property damage. Type of damage, ship, dignity, flight suit cleaning bill. Details of incident. I, Commander Litho 2, was co-opted into assisting Commander Litho Breaker, hereunder referred to as the speed-obsessed idiot, with another of his ridiculous attempts at setting a fast time for reaching our lovely Hutton Orbital. This help mostly consists of parking my Type 6 500 metres away from Pad 3 and simply staring into space. 
Since the speed-obsessed idiot can be quite persuasive, or at least irritatingly persistent, I agreed, if only to shut him up. So I boarded my beloved craft, took off, and parked up facing the pad. As I was to be there for several hours, I settled into my flight seat with a small whiskey for the mug, and started to listen to the latest Gownet updates. The next thing I was aware of was jerking awake due to the sound of a shout over my comm system. Apparently, the speed-obsessed idiot had arrived. Unfortunately, it seems that I had neglected to fasten my safety restraints in my flight seat and had floated out of it, twisting around somewhat. As I awoke, my foot twitched, kicking my throttle out of its idle state into a more excited, full position. Due to my being in zero gravity, sideways on and to the left of my flight seat, the first I knew of this was that I was falling rapidly towards the rear of the cockpit. My other foot chose this time to further complicate matters by catching on the headrest of my seat, causing me to start to spin. Happily, this spin was only brief, since only a few seconds later, my head made sudden contact with the bulkhead and my flight became a crumple. I was momentarily dazed by this, which is deeply unfortunate, as it meant that I didn't react to the proximity warnings in a sufficiently prompt manner, which resulted in my colliding with one of the lightning pylons surrounding Pad 3, which was thankfully not occupied at the time. Since I had not requested docking permission, the nice people in station security took this opportunity to request that I vacate the area, warning that they would assist with this shortly, using some fairly extreme sounding measures. I struggled back to my seat, took the controls and swiftly applied thrust directly into the pylon, thus tangling even further. Realising my mistake, I reversed and tried to back away and move off but alas was not quick enough to satisfy your enthusiastic security officers. I must say they really are most efficient. I am submitting this report while in transit back to Hutton after jumping back into system from the penal facility that your nice security team were kind enough to drop my escape pod off at after they thoroughly removed my ship from the pad area. Once the damage to the station has been assessed, Please forward the bill to Commander Lithobreaker, the speed-obsessed idiot, as I am quite adamant that this is all his fault. Yours, etc. Litho 2, Commander. Good evening, truckers! Atrus5060 reporting in once again with the latest intel from Canon Research on the Thargoids. It has been a little bit of a mixed week for humanity, truckers, with the successful operations to lift incursions in Cretones, Gabia, Shukiyini, Apoya and Frigyang, as well as successful defence of Farowalan. Haxwing has had been hard at work participating in the defence of these systems, so congratulations are in order. Unfortunately, due to the Thargoids' new tactics of attacking systems with minimal numbers of ships and space being 
ever so big, defending systems has become quite the challenge for anti-Xeno pilots since there are fewer Thargoid ships to be found to attack. As a result, we were unable to defend poor Dan. Bless his soul, he's a simple man. Tammet. Hip 30045, Obasio Saw and Opetes. are alive in these systems, and the burning stations are in dire need of aid to evacuate civilians and deliver emergency supplies. Eagle Eye has revealed the Thargoids are launching new offences in Hip 14997. Etlanti, Garonxians, Atherni, Cottageni, and Gorengathi. That's a bold sounding place, isn't it? Hacks Command will set your priorities for where to fight. That's lovely of them. So keep an eye out for orders from Commander Falco Took. It will take hard work and dedication to lift all the incursions and defend the new targets. But I know you're up to the challenge. So, after you're done delivering your bento balls... Oh, crikey, lots and lots of balls! Get back in the gunner's seat and show Tharg the Mighty that they picked the wrong group to mess with. Good luck out there! for the mug incoming message from Hackscom we successfully defended our primary and secondary areas last week so well done truckers this week we will be picking up where we left off in Tamit and driving Tharg's minions from the system then we will be moving on to Gronxians to help Cooper Industries defend Dirichlet Enterprise and keep it off Operation Ida's repair list. You can help in Tamit by fighting in AX conflict zones or by evacuating personnel from Iron's Dock. For Gronxians, we will be hunting for bugs hiding in non-human signal sources. You can quickly sort through those using the FSS scanner. If you need tips on AX Combat, be sure to ask in the Hutton Facebook or Discord, or head over to the Hackswing Facebook group. Don't forget that Tharg loses interest in a system when the snack tin is empty, so ferrying evacuees is just as effective as fighting. Okay, truckers, let's mount up, fight hard, ferry many, and defend the mug. And Hackscom transmission. Defend the mug. Truckers, beware. The wolves are out of control. They're in a terrifying pack and about to break loose on a rampage across the galaxy. In other words, we have way too many systems over 60%. Again, we do not need a return to the old days of rampant, uncontrolled expansions. What Alvin wants is a stability, peace and quiet, and targeted actions on his command. So, forget the lists. I'm not reading it out anyway. It's got longer than one of Atrus's. And take heed of Alvin's message. And for those of you that don't know, woof, woof, bark, grrr, whimper, woof, means keep my bloody systems around 50% or I'll bite your arse off. Over in Colonia, EL Procol Centauri is in a boom state, Doriso is in pretty much all of them at once, and to balance that, Tyr is not in a state. 
Medical missions and medical passenger missions are needed in Doriso. Missions and passenger missions in Tia and Eol Procol Centauri. Bounty hunting and missions in Eol Procol Centauri, but hand the bounties in at Tia. If you have any extra free time, the Colonia Citizens Network would use a little bit of our help in Eol Procol Centauri too. Ending on a high note, we have gained our election in PSPF LF2. Rincewind Cymru might stop moaning at me now I've said it properly. And once the convoy is out of the way, we can focus on the election and take control of Leningrad Orbital. For the Mug Truckers, and over to Norma. Sagittarius I has announced plans to construct an asteroid station in the Malise system and have requested various commodities to be delivered to McMullen Ring in the Malise system. More on that later. Hutton Orbital Incident Report. Date of incident 4th June 2019. Location Aranach. Type of incident Assault on me. Anyway, reporting officer, Mia Harkness. Well, it all started innocently enough. My colleagues were going out to hunt down some ne'er-do-wells in Arnak. I hadn't taken my challenger out for ages, so I thought, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I was going to find out, wasn't I? I got in system and headed over to the Hazrez site at Arnak too. There were some dodgy characters in there and no mistake. Bashed up ships with laser buttons along the hull, cursing and swearing across the comms and weapons of the hair trigger. I did relax a bit though when I realised they were our guys. The Corvettes, three Corvettes and a Vulture were carving up the zone, separating wanted ships from the head and layering into them without mercy. A Federal dropship fell, then an Anaconda, followed by two Crete Phantoms and a DBX in a wing. Then things get quiet, too quiet. All the trigger fingers get itchy, so when I pass in front of Medua to investigate a nearby Viper, he dropped his ladies a lake on calendar and let loose with every bit of firepower at his disposal. If it hadn't been for my masterful piloting skills, the psychotic bastard would have taken me out there and then. Warners flashed up and he realised he had been fined 400 credits for assault, quite right. We jumped out before every ship in the Hazrez site turned on him, including the hotbox pilots. Well, 400 credits is 400 credits. Shortly thereafter, Wraith Bobby B got all shooty when he turned his barge of a corvette round and saw a ship in front of him. My ship. Again, lasers, bang, dodge, boost, dodge, and Bobby get the earns a 400 credit fine for assault. Both pilots dropped in at Leningrad to have a word with the authorities, but they were having none of it. They were sent to a prison ship for a crime they most certainly did commit. These men promptly escaped, well, uh, paid their fines and were released from a maximum security penal ship. Hunted by Momus Bog Spaniels, they make a living as, an in, as independent pilots and a lap dancer. If no one else is available, and if you can find them in the bar, then maybe you can hire Madur and Bobby. Actually, Bobby makes plenty of credits as a pilot, so we're not really sure why he does the lap dancing, but he's very insistent. They both paid their respective debts to society, but they're both worth a watching as well. And you want your boy Bobby if you're in the bar. Be warned and happy Korean Children's Union Foundation Day. Mia Harkness, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox, sorry again. Hello. 
Button Orbital Radio. Turning you on to go the whole way. What's it all about? Hot Pits Report. Here with all of the latest. Hot Pit Report. But what does it mean? When they see we're expanding, does that mean that we're all getting fat? Where can we sell all our data and not be a dirty truck and funked up cock and boob loving, useless, incredibly annoying truck and Hot Pit Report, here with all the instructions. Hot Pit Report, it's time for the Hot Pit Report. Oh, well, Steve, about all the squeak in the background there, I fell off my chair. Um, I've For those of you watching on, on um, the tv.fullthemug.com uh, site, you may have seen me fall off my chair and push the button for the webcam in a panicked fashion. Um, so, Rampage. Yeah, Steve, help. I know about his Leningrad. <laughs> what, what, what does it all mean? That's the important bit. Um... Okay, so you know we've been trying to take Leningrad. In, well, what, uh, no, where, where's Leningrad? What? What? Hey, pun? It's PSPF. Um, I think it appeared, didn't it, in the last few weeks in game, and we want to take it over. So we've been working hard towards that and getting that into election. Well, the good news is we matched and we went into election. We'll be going into election tomorrow. Uh, so we're just changing state at the moment. So well done, everybody who's been bounty hunting in Arinac and dropping in uh, in uh, Leningrad. It has been we're a bit of a mission. There. We've been trying. Of- Hitting it with everything, and it's been changing by sort of 2% a day or something. Yeah, it's been a bit of a push. It's been a bit of a push. Brilliant. Uh, pardon, Flossie? I said brilliant. Yay! Oh, sorry, I thought you were admitting to something there. It's okay. No, I've been, I've been working there as well. I said brilliant. <laughs> yes. So, what does it all mean? It means there's an election in PSPFLF2, but I hear the question, Mr Rampage. Don't we own the system already? How come we don't own that particular station? The station is just a bit... Uh, you, have to, you have to help me on the background on this one, but I think it um, it was named and placed there, wasn't it, um, yeah, I, um, recently? I, I think from the, from the news last week, yes, Lenin um, managed to cobble together enough pennies from down the sofa to buy a dilapidated old um, Coriolis and have oh, it a beauty. Towed, mm. towed into the rings of um, PSPFLF2, which is a system apparently Lenin loves. Uh, Lenin is down in the green room. We might ask Lenin later. So dilapidated mm. old clapped out Coriolis made of pennies. Um, and unfortunately, the people he paid to tow it weren't the Hutton truckers because we were <coughs> busy with the convoy. Um, so he's ended up in hock to some other faction and they took the deeds off him. They did, and we've been paying it off yep. for the last few for the last week or so. So, so um, elections, elections, now. rampage. How do we win elections? It's it's work for Hutton now, so we need to be pushing Hutton to the top there so we win the election. So that's missions, bounties. No bounties. No, it's not bounties, is it? Is it only nice things? It's an only election? nice things. So yes, yeah, so you can only be lovely, kiss babies with permission. With with their permission, yes. You know, um, leaflet people. R- Kiss babies. Leafleting in the corridors. Kiss babies. Yeah. Deliver, yeah. De- deliver curry missions. Da- um, Show them pretty pictures of stars. But now here, question coming in. What about exploration data? Do we take Good it to question. Leningrad? Is a hint. hint. It's either yes or no. no. I know. Steve, what is it? 
I'm saying no, yes, like you'll be okay. Yes, yes, yes. No, no whatever, whatever no, you do, no, no, no. don't take exploration in Leningrad because we don't own it. <coughs> so exploration data there is no good. But we do own other places in PSPFLF2 that will boost our influence, I think, if we drop exploration data. So if you go to PSPFLF2 with exploration data, whatever you do, don't put it into Leningrad, put it somewhere else. Right, so when we're not doing that... Is there any point doing any work in any other Hutton system at the moment, Mr. Rampage? I honestly don't know. I've been focusing on that. Steve, yeah. is there anything else that's needed anywhere else? If you look at the <coughs> stats, uh, the Hutton helper pages, look at the influence for the systems that we've got and any that are approaching or <coughs> above 60% work against us and get them down. Or basically, don't do anything in Hutton Space at the moment. Dear God, don't touch any system. There is one of note. I think uh, Hill Passy has gone into war or is about to go into war, but we don't care about that one, so just leave it alone. Let them fight on their own. Yeah, we, we don't own it. We don't want it. We don't like it. Um, just leave that be. So, yes, I think the answer, Rampage, is do nothing in Hutton Space apart from win Leningrad. Unless you want to hurt us, but we're busy with the convoy. Yes, yeah, so they're keeping people out of trouble this weekend somehow. So anybody coming with data back to Hutton Space, please don't. Go exploring a bit longer because everything's a bit high. I think we've had a lot of data come in recently from Distant Worlds. Two people coming back. I think that might be the guilty party. Possibly. Okay, well, thank you, Rampage. Did my best there. <laughs> well, we've got another question for you, though, Rampage. Oh, right. Colonia. What does it all mean? <sighs> <laughs> you're loving this yep um, um you're, you're gonna say um, you know just the same as everywhere else it's just exactly further away the same as everywhere else it's just further away <laughs> absolutely yes well, uh, yeah, they've, got, they've got they've there. got plague in Doriso, i think there you go so it's medicines in Doriso at the moment and everywhere else just don't touch it whatever no data or just do, yeah, yeah. no just just it says boom do do stuff do do stuff do stuff do stuff and do medicines i think it says there you go thank you very much if you're not sure in, in fort mug because it upsets king hanky i know that if much. you're not sure what you should be doing who do you ask king hanky king hanky yep okay well Everyone loves McThargoids. There's no other restaurant within a 10-hour flying radius and with no fly-through, you absolutely have to park up and get stuck in because, frankly, there's nowhere else to go. But while you're here, if meaty and fun in a hut-and-shaped bun tickles your fancy, then the McDistance Burger is for you. A mature and hard-to-chew burger layered with so much grated trumble, it's fur out. Just like the station and a flavor you won't soon forget. We know that a long journey can leave even the most relaxed pilot stressed out. But at McThargoids, we know stressed as dessert spelled backwards. So wanna try a Hutton Orbital McWhippy made from equal parts raspberry and chango fish sauce. It's the taste of chill and thrill. Discovered after all the supplies had run out and delivery drivers couldn't be bothered to make the journey, the McFishberry is now one of the Orbital's favorite desserts. Or maybe you should try our McMutton Orbital. Our lamb patty is possibly one of the freshest meats we offer, and this is due to our unique deal with the supplier. 
They simply ship a load of lambs to us and by the time they are here, they are matured and tasty and ready to harvest. So, pop into Hutton McThargoids today! Delivery service has been suspended while we wait for our drivers to return. All ingredients are guaranteed fresh prior to delivery to the station. All meat products come with a waiver. McThargoids. Flavor that stays the distance. The old school tune. <laughs> it's fussy. It's fussy. It's fussy. It's fussy. And the community goes. Hello, Flossy here with this week's Community Goals News. Sagittarius I appeal. Uh, Sagittarius I appeal. Sagittarius I has announced plans to construct an asteroid station in the Melise system. A spokesperson for the faction provided the following statement. We found a lovely asteroid in Melise that we can hollow out to build our print works in. We don't have a great deal of experience with building, but, but our intern has an engineering degree and tells us we'll need specific materials. Bring us those and we'll reward you handsomely. In support of this initiative, the organisation has placed an open order for cobalt, titanium and tantalum, with re- rewards available to pilots who deliver these commodities to McMullen Ring in the Malay system. The campaign will take place between 15 UTC on the 6th and 13 UTC on the 12th of June, 3305. And if the final tag is met earlier planned, it will end immediately. Uh, you may notice this is only six days, and apparently this is a new thing now that CGs will finish at 1300 UTC on the sixth day of the the week, the CG week. I'm not sure what that's about, but that's well, apparently I th- I how think it is from now on. On the seventh day, they <laughs> rested, isn't it? Probably <laughs> on the first day until it starts again. The rest. Uh, to win rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering cobalt, titanium, and tantalum to McMullen Ring in the Malay system. And that's this week's CG News. Ah! Commander Deathlock here. Keep listening to Hutton Orbital Radio. It'll keep you distracted, so I can steal your cargo. Deathlock! Galnet News Digest, 6th of June 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Toast Rack Protester gets solitary. Pressed under a rock. The distant clock is ticking. Toast Rack Protester gets solitary. <laughs> 
the commander who staged an occupied toast-track protest at Jameson Memorial has lost his pilot's license, according to unconfirmed rumours. Commander Nick Naylor blocked the toast-track at Jameson Memorial with his beluga for nearly two hours on Sunday, in protest at commanders who use illegal means to increase the strength of their ships. Commander Naylor was eventually led away by security forces. The Pilots' Federation is notoriously tight-lipped about punishments meted out to its members, but Commander Naylor himself has managed to smuggle a note out of the prison in which he's being held. According to the note, he's been sentenced to a lifetime of solitary confinement, something that initially created a groundswell of support for the protesting commander. However, this support melted away after it transpired that Commander Naylor may actually have been using these illegal techniques himself for several months. The normally taciturn Pilots' Federation issued a short and somewhat vague statement about the use of illegal modifications, saying that they do not recommend the use of such modifications as it may put your pilot's license at risk. They also advise against publicising the techniques used to apply illegal ship modifications, as this may encourage commanders to use these techniques. Finally, they ask that commanders keep a good lookout for ships with illegal modifications and report them to the Pilots' Federation. But they won't tell you what action they take. If any. Pressed under a rock. Sagittarius Eye magazine plans to hide not under but inside a rock, if their plans work out. Founded in the Lave system in 3303, Sagittarius I was for a long time homeless after being forced out by saboteurs. Rescued by their partners, the video and photography organisation SPVFA, they roamed the galaxy, delivering their monthly magazine stuffed full of election pamphlets and leaflets about stairlifts and retirement homes, until they made a temporary home in the Malaysi system. Now they plan to build an asteroid base, although to be honest they sound a bit clueless. Asteroid bases are made by heating up the asteroid to melt the rock and then blowing it up like a balloon by injecting gas. The Sagittarius Eye spokesman seems to think they need to dig it out with a pick and shovel. We've found a lovely asteroid in Malaysia that we can hollow out to build our printworks in. We don't have a great deal of experience with building, but our intern has an engineering degree and tells us that we'll need specific materials. Bring us those and we'll reward you handsomely. Consequently, the magazine will be obliged to build its asteroid base using an interesting alloy made from cobalt, titanium and tantalum, three very hard metals. If the appeal is successful and the new presses are installed in the new printworks, Sagittarius I promises to reward commanders with the release of the 22nd monthly issue of their magazine, made by commanders for commanders. The distant clock is ticking. There are now just seven days left for Distant World's two fleet members to register completion of the expedition by arriving at Beagle Point and get their Blue Peter badge and certificate. 
the ledger will close at midnight on Wednesday the 13th of June. Out of the 13,615 expedition members, only 3,248 have so far registered their arrival at Beagle Point. That's less than a quarter of those who set out. What happened to all the rest? It may be that Tharg the Mighty's lunchbox is unusually full this month. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Good evening, this is Don Antonacci. This mammoth matchup needs your help. Both sides have done a fantastic job of getting behind this event, as well as getting active in the community generally. My family approves. Now, I don't want to show any bias, but I am calling on all pirate crews to band together to quash this rebellion and destroy the evil Senator Vin and Princess Psycho Cow. Imagine how bad this will be if a trucker group manages to pull enough people to defeat one of the best known and disreputable in the best way possible, groups in the game. I think it is all of our moral duty to stand strong and say, you shall not pass. If you wanted to lend your lances to the code, send me an email, ASAP, and we will get you in touch and promote your support. Can the mercenary legions of Mercs of Mekun help, or the pirate group of Ronin of Amarak? Lots of love, Don Antonacci. some loose wiring in the cockpit, those pilots are proud to try out the unique features of their brand new ships. I am Maria Sopen, Burke's cousin, 
or distant relative, as we say in the savannah. And I am here on his behalf, so that you lucky dogs can hear this week's Hurt and Tart Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you turtle around in the Milky Way, I hear ask? Why? We now cover PC, Xbox, and PS commanders, so y'all can share in the benevolent outpourings of Alvin's fluffy glory. For console commanders, just sign up at the website hot.forthemug.com slash console. And for PC commanders, you just install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as parting with my sweet Burke as he flies away. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers flying round like their bullfrogs do when you blow them up like a balloon and let them go. Commander Coslem Batman took the lead with 69,649.81 light years jumped. Now, not so much tearing round, more tearing a new one for the Don's dastardly desperados for the third week in a row. It's Commander Texas Stew with just over 39 million credits earned and accounted for. Keep up the good work. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Montgomery Python with 361 mission points earned. Montgomery Python in the lead, huh? That ain't something completely different for sure. Holding cargo like a hunting trucker order for the second week in a row, Commander Rod O'W is in the lead as he transported and sold just about 71,000 tons this week. He's spending so long in his ship that the inside of his cockpit is starting to smell like the inside of an elevator after Simu's left in a hurry. Driving the Hutton high-speed rail this week, Commander JPMA hold 5,044 passengers round the galaxy, which is great, but them's rookie numbers, y'all. You can do better. Now, if you remember, we have a new challenge set by Commander FDM Mustang. It's open season on Thargoids, and you don't even need a license or tags for it. So if you're all into heat treating a few bugs, fire up that ship and get the Thargo and hunting. So our top Thargoid killer this week is once again Commander Lydia of the Void with a magnificent 2,222 bugs squished. 
our current leaders remain the same as last week, with Commander Zane Till of 5,115 destroyed, Commander Ed Hunter with 4,263 splattered, and Commander Winder English with 4,068 fumigated. First one to 10,000 kills is the winner, and the prize is one that you're gonna wanna display on your veranda during mint julep hour. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Lithobreaker in one hour, 23 minutes and nine seconds. And our fastest run so far in this month of June was done by Commander Enoch in one hour, 24 minutes and 40 seconds. If y'all think that you've got what it takes to beat these scores, then register or download the Hutton Helper and get the Flying Commander. You want to hear your name on this year's radio station? Make sure you've got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. I am contractually obliged to say that that was the Hutton Top Trucker brought to you by Lecom Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy where each and every one contains a hidden sample of Bucknaked's DNA. So it's about time we played this. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody is buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? <laughs>